is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. It's Jacqueline, and we will be talking more about meals today. We're actually going to be talking about emotional eating. So I feel like there are kind of like two messages out there in the world that I have read um, on the internet or in podcasts or books or right um, when it comes to emotional eating. I've, I've seen the message, don't ever do it. Food is fuel. You should only be eating to fuel your body. And if you eat for joy or pleasure or to celebrate, um, for, you know, positive emotions, good things. Um, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're never supposed to eat for good or bad reasons. It should just be for fuel. So there's that camp. And then I also see this like extreme other side where it's like, it's okay. Just eat whatever you can have cake for breakfast. That's okay. You can eat anytime you are bored. It's okay to eat. Anytime you are stressed, it's okay to eat. Anytime you are sad, it's okay to eat. And it's like, really? Like those are our two options of you're never allowed to eat or you're always allowed to eat. Like I can't, no, (laughs) I can't buy into this. And I guess what I, I guess, I know that I can't buy into this in my late thirties because that's kind of how it was in my twenties and maybe my early thirties where my twenties was very permissive, permissive with food. Um, it's okay. You had a stressful day. Stop at McDonald's. It's okay. Um, you're in a new relationship. It's okay. Grubhub is new, you know, access on your smoke or having a smartphone, being able to just click an app to order food. It's okay. You can order a giant pizza because you had a long week and you're allowed to eat this giant pizza and just very permissive with food. And then the permissiveness would turn to neglect, like again, eating a giant football pizza and then, um, you know, drinking the soda that went with it and then eating raw cookie dough, doing it to the point of like neglect, feeling gross in my body, feeling, and then feeling negative, like gross in my head, gross in my body and gross in my head. And then, swinging up and being really strict with food, whether that was attempting to count calories or count macros or do a 21 day fix plan or, um, whole 30. I mean, whatever, I don't know, whatever, (laughs) just like being really, really strict with food. Like I am only going to eat these meals and there's not going to be any fun involved in these meals. It is just for nutrition, you know, eating because, uh, you're happy or you want some relief from a negative emotion. Absolutely not. And I did this and I see people do this triangle, this triangle of authoritarian, permissive, neglectful, authoritarian, permissive, permissive, neglectful. And unfortunately, I feel like, so the intuitive eating book, if you've ever read the book, it's a great book. I feel like the way that it's portrayed on the internet, specifically Instagram is very permissive. Just go ahead and eat cake for every meal. Just go ahead, just go ahead. And maybe that is to counteract and balance out how strict people have been around through that they need to like let themselves loose and be super permissive. But I have found for a lot of people, they, they come to me, they've been super permissive and then it turns into neglect. And then they think that the thing that they need to do is jump into some sort of meal plan or they need to start tracking calories with new. And for whatever reason, it's always 1200 calories so that they can learn, lose the weight as fast as they can. Okay, cool. So, um, what if we're, we don't do this triangle over and over and over and over again, but we create helpful boundaries and structure and it's nurturing. The purpose of this is so that you can help yourself. 
Um, so let's, we'll, we'll talk more about this, like emotional eating and then like how to be, how to have helpful boundaries and structure so that you feel good, not gross when you eat, even when you do choose to emotional eat, that you can feel good, not gross at the end of emotional eating. So emotional eating, you are not actually craving the food specifically, but you have like a negative emotion and you crave relief from that negative emotion. Anytime that we do a thing, it's like we are craving relief from this pain. Um, So the cue, so I have uh, James Clear's habit um, for, for spot, uh, four stages to a habit for, so the first thing is cue. Oh, you might be like, I'm so stressed from work. I feel stressed from work. I feel really tense. I feel really like tight. I feel just like blah from work. And the craving, you are craving relief from that stress. You are craving relief from that negative emotion. You are craving relief from that day. And you want to feel relaxed. You want to feel, I don't know, just like a little bit of fun. You've done so much. So the day has been so stressful. You want relaxation and a little bit of fun and a little bit of pleasure. So the response that you take, that a lot of people take when they, quote, think about emotional eating is, okay, cool, I'm going to eat a bunch of cookies and I'm going to watch Netflix or I'm going to drink a bunch of wine or I'm going to make several martinis and I'm going to like, you know, just uh, veg out and watch Netflix. And I don't think, I personally do not think there's anything wrong with deciding like, hey, I'm going to have something um, that is not purely for nutrition, but it's to kind of enjoy some parts of life. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But the thing is, you have to notice like when I veg out and I eat an entire package of cookie dough and I drink a half a bottle of wine, do you actually feel relaxed? Like you are so stressed. Does eating all of that food and drinking all of that wine and consuming all of that junk media, the television, Netflix, whatever, does it actually help you feel relaxed or does it actually perpetuate you feeling really stressed? Because now you're pissed at yourself about how much food you ate or you're really stressed from the, the media that you consumed, right? So again, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting to have something, uh, wanting to have food that's fun, some fun processed food or some fun processed media. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but this is where it goes into that, like have some without all. Have some so that you can actually still feel good during it and after it. Um, so I, my suggestion is diversify your options. So if you feel stressed at the end of the workday, listen, I'm not going to take your cookies away. I'm not going to take your glass of wine away, but like, let's diversify your options that your, your only option. And that's the thing is like, we will just go back to our default, whatever is the easiest and whatever you have done in the past, you'll be like, ah, like, that's what I should do. Let's like make a list of like, well, what else can you do besides just that? You're still allowed to do that, but what else? Okay, cool. So maybe instead of having all of the cookies, you could put three cookies on a plate and you're going to sit there and you're going to eat it. Instead of having a bottle of wine, you're going to have a glass of wine and you're going to have like a bottle of water. So you're going to have your three cookies and a bottle of water. And then you're allowed to watch, you know, one show on Netflix, but some other options that can relieve that stress and can relieve that boredom and add some sparks of joy and pleasure to your life. Maybe you're going to listen to calming music. So maybe that's on your drive home. 
you're so stressed from the workday, you're going to listen to some calming music, or you're going to listen to some headspace meditation on your drive home, or you're going to listen to some upbeat music. You're not going to put on some trash media on the radio where you're constantly hearing about, you know, what's happening with politics, what's happening with the coronavirus right now. Like if you are stressed, do not keep feeding into that stress. Do something to help you relieve that stress. Do something to give you some peace and some sense of joy. Um, so that you're not all wound up when you get home and then you just pig out. Uh, so, we, okay. So like have some cookies, but not all the cookies. Have some wine without having all of the wine. Calming music. You could do something with your body. You could do some yoga. I've really been into five-minute yoga. I think I mentioned that yesterday. It's perfect for me because I uh, I don't want to look at another screen to have to feel like I'm looking at it at a screen all day. I don't want to have to watch another screen to do yoga. So just putting on a timer for five minutes and putting on some music that I like, and then doing yoga poses that I know for five minutes. If yoga is not your thing, you could definitely do that with another way of moving your body. You could put on some music and do squats for five minutes, squats and lunges and tricep dips. Like you could keep it really simple. And that's the thing too, like that, like this response, it should be simple. It's not like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to drive across town and go do a 90 minute workout. Like that's not going to happen. Do something that's simple that is actually going to relieve stress and not add more stress to your day. Um, another thing you could do is a bad art journal. Um, I sh- I've shared mine. Like it's just, it's just doodling and you can call it bad art. There's no pressure that this has to be good. You do not have to you do not have to frame it and put it on a wall. You're just going to keep it in your journal and then uh, close it and turn the page and go to the next one. Or if you're like my mother-in-law, you can do a paint by numbers. You can do something. You can do good art if that helps you release stress. It doesn't like make you more tense. Then you could do um, you can do paint by numbers. Um, you could journal. Like, man, I had a really shitty work day. This is like, get it out onto paper. You know, I often hate my job. I often hate my boss, blah, blah, blah. I hate all of these things. Get it on, out onto paper. I think that that's really helpful because our brains, uh, our thoughts can go a million miles an hour and we don't even like process like, what are you saying constantly? And like, is it irrational? Are you picking out something silly that you're being, um, that you're holding on to? Or you might write out all of the shit and feel like, oh my gosh, I hate my job and I'm there for 13 hours a day. Maybe I need to make a change in my job. I'm so stressed. Maybe I need to make a change. Maybe this is the time to make a career move or go somewhere else or, um, you know, I don't know, talk to, talk to your supervisor or a partner, or, you know, someone below you delegate. This might be that time. Like if you're so stressed and you're so tense. Let's redefine your definition of work and let's make it something that you actually enjoy and something that you create because you're going there for several hours a day of your life. Um, or you could, you could vent for five minutes. Like maybe you did have a really stressful work day and something happened and you're going to talk to your partner. You're going to call your mom and you're going to set a timer for five minutes and you're going to vent and get it out. Um, I remember, I know it was in one, maybe it was an email from Janine Roth. I can't remember Janine Roth who wrote the book, uh, women, food and God. And she was talking about working with someone who was very upset about her, um, husband passing away. And so she would eat because she didn't want to feel that sadness about her husband. And Janine was like, you know, what if you just let yourself cry? And the woman was like, well, I'm afraid if I start crying, I won't stop crying. And Jeannie's like, well, what if you set a timer and you are allowed to cry for five minutes? And then after those five minutes, like you stop, like, what if you just tried that? 
And she did. And she was like, wow, <laughs> interesting. Like I let this emotion out. I didn't keep, like, I didn't hold it in. I just like let it out. And when she let it out, it was like, not that big of an issue anymore. Yes. This is like a serious thing. You're like, like our emotions are serious and should be taken seriously. Um, but like just holding them in and just masking them and numbing them and throwing a, a blanket over them. If you never actually like move through them and release them, they're, they're just going to be there. So again, like we can learn from our emotions. <laughs> we can see what's going on and kind of explore those a little bit. So maybe you do need to make some sort of change in your life. Um, when it comes to um, the pandemic, you know that I've definitely been, quote, emotional eating more. Um, I'm definitely looking to food because there's nothing really else going on. It's re- This is really frustrating, right? And I have decided I'm giving myself a pass on some things. And when I say emotional eating, it's not what, again, it's not what it used to be. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, hey, we're going to McDonald's and we're getting everything. Emotional eating right now is like, well, we order pizza every Friday, right? So I'm having pizza. That's emotional eating. I am ordering pizza. I'm eating pizza to break up the monotony and the boredom of being at home. Um, I have been allowing myself and pushing myself to go to Target or go to a grocery store and buy a kombucha. So it gets me out of the house and I'm getting that, like I'm getting the kombucha to relieve boredom in my day so that I um, that I actually see humans and I interact with humans when I go to pay the cashier. But like that is, that's what emotional eating or even emotional spending, that's like I'm emotionally spending money, which used to also be a problem that I had probably 10 years ago. But like I am allowing myself to go to the store and spend the three or $4 and get kombucha. But I have um, do, 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 helpful boundaries and structure around it. I'm getting that, but I'm not dropping $200 on crap at Target. Nope, that's not going to be helpful. I'm going to feel crappy about that immediately when I get home. And I'm going to be pissed at myself again when I have to pay that credit card bill. (laughs) So I'm not doing that, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with allowing myself to spend about 3 or $4 on something that gets me out of the house. It relieves an emotion. It relieves boredom. It, It relieves... Um, this kind of sadness, this like blanket of sadness and this like, oh, it's just like this monotony, right? But again, there is structure around it so that it doesn't get out of hand. So that is something I want to talk about. When I talk about um, having some, but not all, people are like, but how do you, how do you let it not turn into all? Like, how do how does that happen? How do you do that? And the truth is, unfortunately, you are going to mess up. This is the other part of imperfect eating that's hard. There is going to be a time that you are too permissive and it turns into neglect and you're going to get a stomach ache. You're not going to feel good from the food that you ate. When you experience that pain, that that like starts another thing like, ah, I no longer want to experience pain from food. Okay, cool. What am I going to learn from this? Okay. You know, the last time that you allowed yourself to eat cookies, you said, hey, it's okay. You can have 12 cookies because you're allowed, you know, Jacqueline said you were allowed to do this, but actually eating 12 cookies doesn't feel so good. This time you are eating two cookies and you're putting them on a plate and that's it. And you learn from it. So anytime you mess up, um, learn from those mistakes. We, we have to make mistakes in order to learn and grow. Um, and I mean, you can, you can decide if you want to take your mistakes and, you know, have them be just proof that you can't do moderation. 
um, or you're going to learn from those mistakes because you do want to be someone who can do moderation and you do want to be someone who's um, not just an emotional eater, but knows how to manage stress. Um, do, 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 and say, oh, some, but not all. So last night we stayed up, we did watch <laughs> some television and <clears throat> we got, there was like four episodes in this thing on Netflix that we were going to watch and we watched two. And then there was this decision around 10 PM. Should we watch another one? Should we watch another one? Like we were watching TV because we're bored. <laughs> hello, it's like 10 degrees outside and this is never ending. We're bored. Um, We are craving relief from this boredom. So we're going to watch Netflix. We have the option to stay up all night and watch Netflix. I could stay up until 2 a.m. I don't have a mom. I don't have a boss. I don't have anyone. I don't have a, you know, anyone checking to see that I'm in bed on time. I don't have any of that. But I know when I stay up late watching TV, Um, The next day, I'm pissed at myself. I don't feel good in my head. I'm pissed at myself. I'm mad at myself. And I don't feel good in my body. I'm really tired. I'm lethargic. It's hard to focus. Um, I don't want to experience that pain. So even though I want relief from this boredom and I want some fun in my life, that looks like having some Netflix without having all of the Netflix. Even though Netflix might encourage me to keep binge watching, keep binging consuming, you know, no, um, no boundaries, no structure. It's going to autoplay the next episode, even though Netflix wants me to do that. I know that doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to continue emotional boredom, watching boredom, binge watching Netflix. It doesn't feel good. Um, if you look at, I mean, I, I, I might, I might go through a bunch of different options, but if you look at again, the like modern world and the great things that we have like Netflix or like food delivery or social media, um, uh, processed food. If you do not have boundaries and structure around the way that you use and consume these things, it's going to feel uh, gross, not good very quickly and easily because all of those things have been created by the smartest scientists and engineers in the world to be addictive, to hit your pleasure centers Uh, in your brain and keep you coming back for more and, you know, enter this void, this like trans, you're just like, oh my gosh, what even happened? I don't even know what happened. Right. Um, So when it comes to the way that I use a credit card, I have boundaries and structure around the way that I use credit cards. I have boundaries and structure around the way that I consume television, boundaries and structure with my bedtime, boundaries and structure with, um, with food, Netflix. Oh, social media. That's another thing. I have boundaries and structure with social media. I don't go on my phone first thing in the morning. My phone's not right next to me. Don't use my phone as an alarm clock. Um, I delete apps off of my phone so that I, I, uh, don't have them right there. Still allowed to use them. I actually use a lot of, um, I, I go on my computer. There's, it's less, I'm less likely to binge consume social media if I'm, uh, using my computer rather than my phone. Um, and if I have set time in my day, uh, like, cool, you can go on here, you can go on here. And then uh, when, it, when it starts to not feel so good, you're going to close this and you're not going to ignore that feeling of, oh, this doesn't feel good. And they keep consuming. I know that there's definitely been times that that's uh, been how I have consumed social media or consumed food. Oh, this doesn't feel good. And eh, whatever you've already messed up, eh, whatever you've already gone over your calories, keep eating, eh, whatever you've already missed your bedtime, keep consuming um, TV, eh, whatever you've already, you know, messed up your day, keep consuming the social media. 
yeah, it, it never ends up well. Uh, it just doesn't. And then you get to a point where you're like, I no longer want this for my life. I think that I was put here on this planet for a bigger purpose than consuming all of this crap and continuing to make myself feel like crap. Um, yeah. So those are my tidbits. I don't think that you need to completely say absolutely no to emotional eating, but I do think that you need some boundary and boundaries and structure around emotional eating. What do you want for it? Um, how do you want to feel at the end of it? Do you want to feel like shit from consuming ice cream or from consuming wine or for con- from uh, consuming anything? Do you actually, do you want to feel good or do you want to feel gross? What are the things that you can do to help you feel gross or ah, to help you feel good? And then what other options do you have besides just food, right? Besides just food, besides just consuming the media, besides just spending money, what do you have in your life besides those things? And I think for a lot of us, if we don't have hobbies, If we don't have things that we can do with our hands or with our body, we fall back to those defaults of eating, spending, or watching um, TV or social media. So this might be that time to pick up a hobby. This might be that time to, uh, you know, put put those running shoes back on us, a running pocket, (laughs) put those running shoes back on and go out there and run or um, go, go to your basement and run or run up and down your steps or, you know, do some yoga or do some painting. Um, I think that hobbies that can really definitely help us. Um, Yeah. So that is it. Uh, Quick heads up. The seven minute self-care session worksheet is ready for you to download. So a lot of people really struggle in their mornings, right? So the first thing they do is they turn to their phone and they consume crap of some sort. And then they already feel behind as the day gets started. And they're constantly trying to catch up, but they're, they're just feeling like they're behind. And then they just say, F it, I'll figure it out on Monday. This happens with a lot of things. Um, what I have found is starting the day with your phone doesn't feel so good. Uh, starting the day with work, right away doesn't feel so good. So what can we do so that your morning actually feels good, not gross? What can we do so that you actually feel like you are directing your mind and the actions that you like have planned for your day so that it's creating the life that you actually want to be living and you're becoming the person that you actually want to be. So the seven minute self-care session worksheet solves that problem. It guides you through very simple activities that you can do right now You don't need any equipment besides just the paper and a pen. You just print it out and it'll explain exactly what to do step by step. The cool thing about this, again, these are things that you would want for a young female in your life. You probably wouldn't want a young female in your life uh, turning over and going to Instagram right away to look at other people's lives, right? You wouldn't want that for her. And you probably would want her to start saying kind things to herself and do something that is good for her body and for her head. So the seven-minute self-care session, it is a completely free worksheet. Um, Click the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.systemsforselfcare.com slash seven minutes. I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.